Good morning, everyone. Today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. Welcome to Help, I'm Addicted to Adderall. This is your host, Cassie. Um, I'm just heading back to work after having been at home all week with my baby during spring break. It was definitely the most exhausting yet uneventful spring break that I've had but the most fulfilling, and I'm so glad I got to spend that time with my baby. Um, so in this episode, I wanted to just kind of give you all an update on, you know, how breastfeeding went, past tense, <laughs> unfortunately, um, what I've been doing with my medications, how that's working, um, and then going back to work at uh, seven weeks, one day shy of seven weeks postpartum and sending my baby to daycare. So, um, and of course, you know how my baby's doing, (laughs) Um, because I know that's what I would want to know the most if I were listening to this episode prior to having had my sweet baby girl. So thank you all so much for joining me today. Let's get started. So, um, I already like missed those initial days that I had with my baby at home. You know, I was so sleep deprived and I was taking a low dosage of Adderall and I... I remember saying, like, I've never been so happy and so sleep deprived. <laughs> I almost felt kind of manic at times um, when without medication or anything like that. So, you know, I think it's partly probably like your body just pumping that adrenaline through you to make sure that you're able to take care of your newborn despite either having, you know, gone through difficult labor because labor is difficult not I don't know from experience (laughs) Um, or a c-section or even worse both Um, and then you know yeah so trying to recover on no sleep while taking care of a brand new baby I think your body just has to it figures out how it's going to solve that problem um but I had a lot of family coming to visit and see the baby and help. And it was just a really nice excuse to spend time, to spend more time with my family. Um, so I really appreciate everything my mom did. My sister was amazing because she just had her first and only baby two and a half years ago. And he was a, a bit small. He was born even smaller then Cammy, um, and we kind of had some of the same struggles, and so she was just super amazing. And I love my sister, and we don't see each other enough because we're both be- busy with our babies. <laughs> um, so yeah, it w- was going really, really well. Um, I was only sleeping like three to five hours a night if I was good. And that was, you know, very interrupted sleep. And I was taking sometimes like one and a half Ambien, which I'm not supposed to. 
um, every night, not every night, <laughs> on some nights I was taking up to one and a half because it's like I would take the one that I need to fall asleep and then the baby would be up shortly after. And then I'm all woken up and it's really, really hard for me to fall asleep. And when you think about the fact that the baby is going to be getting up every two hours, sometimes less, and you have trouble falling asleep, I can't just be hanging out in bed, trying to practicing like relaxation techniques or um, progressive muscle relaxation, breathing, meditation, like um, hypnotherapy. It's like I... I got to get the sleep going (laughs) or it's going to be too late. So I would take like a small dosage of Ambien or like a portion of one of my dosages. And I don't want to do that too much. So I just ended up being sleep deprived. But at least taking that amount got me some sleep. Um, And my main reason for wanting to sleep was I was worried about getting sick and then the baby getting sick. So that did not happen, by the way. Um, And, you know, knock on wood, so far since I've returned to work, um, it's been about a month since I returned, although, you know, one week of that was spring break, but um, we haven't gotten sick. So I'm very thankful for that. Anyway. Um, trying to just navigate how to take care of a newborn was difficult. Um, I really needed the help. Not trade that time for anything in the world. Um, I miss those days with my baby. Um, and that kind of brings me to one of the main points of this episode, which is my breastfeeding journey. Um, So like I mentioned before, we had to start supplementing with formula while we were still in the hospital, which it seems like um, I'm part of a group of women in my area who are first-time moms. Um, Well, we were all pregnant for the first time, and we've all recently had babies, and there are um, eight of us. And it, I think there were two maybe that didn't have to start supplementing with formula in the hospital, but the rest of us did. So it's very common. Um, and I believe it's more common with C-sections as well. Sometimes it takes longer for your milk to come in. But like I said, I, I feel like a something that really got in the way of my breastfeeding success at the hospital was just how out of it I was from not taking my medication and like how much pain I was in. Um, and so it was like just hard for me to figure out what to do. Um, so I was fine with that. I was fine supplementing with formula. Um, and, you know, I think the baby was getting about half of her um, what is it? I don't know, like nutrient intake from me and then the other half from formula. And we've had her on a high calorie formula since, um, I think the second day 
of supplementation in the hospital. And she still is on that, which is a type that is designed for babies born prematurely, which she was not. But um, she and she seems like she's growing at an appropriate rate. She weighed 10 pounds at her two month appointment and she was two months and one week old when I took her there last week. And she she's still below the 10th percentile weight wise, but you know, that came from like the third percentile. Um, so now I kind of, I'm curious what percentile I was at that age. <laughs> um, I mean, she seems very healthy. She doesn't eat a ton. Well, okay, I'm getting off off topic. So yeah, we, I was doing about half uh, breastfeeding, half formula, and then I was pumping, but I really never got to more than four pumps on a typical day, which you know they say is not going to be enough to keep maintain your supply or to get your supply up. That being said, there really isn't a lot of information out there for people who are not exclusively pumping, um, but rather combination feeding like I was. And most of the women in my group are um, are doing. So, I mean, because I would have been, I think had I continued doing the four pumps a day or even I think, honestly, even if I had done two or three pumps a day, I would have been able to maintain my supply. However, um, about a week prior to going back to work, um, Cami was just one day shy of seven weeks old when I went back to work and she had to go to daycare. Um, I went on birth control and I knew just from speaking to other teachers who have recently had babies, it wasn't going to be feasible for me to pump at work. I mean, I figured I'll, I'll bring a pump, see if I can make it happen somehow. But I was kind of already in that mentality. And I did start nursing and pumping. I, I may have even stopped pumping entirely those, those last few days before returning to work. Um, I guess I was nursing um, I mean, I wasn't like denying the baby any nursing sessions or anything like that. So uh, I was still nursing uh, several times a day before I went back to work. Um, but I decided to go back on a combination pill because I had issues with the progesterone-only pills in the past. And the combination pills can sometimes decrease milk supply, especially if it's not well established based on what I've read and been told by my OB and the nurse. Um, but I figured I don't, I probably won't be able to breastfeed for much longer anyway. Um, and I know I don't like the progesterone only pills. So I went on a combination pill and then I went back to work. Um, I, I was super sore and I felt like really engorged the first day. I did not pump. Um, it was a professional development day. So as a teacher, it's like very rare that we have a whole hour for lunch. 
and I hadn't seen my coworkers in a while. I'm kind of like pretty introverted and socially anxious. And, you know, they invited me to lunch and I was like, you know, I need to spend some time with my coworkers. Um, and, you know, they can also catch me up on what I've missed. <laughs> so I did that rather than pumping and I didn't have another opportunity to pump that day. Um, and then, you know, I picked the baby up from daycare that afternoon and she was super fussy cause she hadn't slept. So I, I wasn't really able to pump. And then I also was like nervous for my first day back to work with my students and trying to get prepared. And, um, I was more concerned about my sleep rather than pumping. Um, and then day two, I brought my pump to work. You know, I probably didn't, I did end up pumping a little bit that day. Um, and I did nurse as soon as I got home with the baby and she was super excited to nurse. Like she was like <laughs> rooting all over when I picked her up from daycare. Um, all over my shirt. <laughs> um, I did not expect it to be raining today. Anyway. So I was still producing that first day. Day two, I brought a pump to work. Um, the only break I have during the entire day, which starts at, well, I pick up the students at 7.20. And then I have a technically 30-minute lunch. But I usually have way too much to do to actually, I mean, by the time I drop off the students, make sure they're in the cafeteria, come back to the classroom. Um, or, you know, this rarely happens, honestly, go to the um, staff cafeteria or lunchroom and warm up my lunch. It's like, I have 20 minutes, but I was like, I'm going to try and pump. So I got my pump. I was, I'm in the portable. So there's not really a place that I could do it without potentially being interrupted. Um, and so I was in my classroom, pulled out the pump, started getting situated, and then our technology guy came in. And so I'm like, okay, I guess this isn't going to happen. And my supply literally dried up that day. Since then, I've only been producing like a couple drops at most. So, I mean, even though my initial goal was really just to breastfeed for six weeks, and I would have liked to exclusively breastfeed for six weeks rather than have to supplement with formula, or at least initially that was what I would have preferred. Um, once, you know, it came down to it, I was totally happy doing like 50-50, part breastfeeding um, and then part um, supplementing. Um, I do wish that I had maybe been a little bit better about me just pumping maybe once a day those last days because I would have liked to give my baby some breast milk. And if I tried to pump now, I wouldn't even get enough out to fill even a tiny portion of a bottle, not even enough to add to a bottle of formula. Um, so I, 
I was pretty bummed. Um, and I feel like, again, I haven't been taking as good of care of myself as I was when I was breastfeeding. And it's like, why not? I should respect my body just as much as I do my, my babies. I should be motivated to take care of myself for myself. Um, but like, I'm not eating as healthily. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was hard. Like I did cry over it a couple times, like just missing those initial days, you know, my baby rooting around and breastfeeding and just that closeness and that bonding. Um, I still do pretend nursing, like just pacifying on the breast, basically. Once in a while, a couple days ago, she wasn't wanting to go to bed. And I put her on the breast for like 30 seconds. And she was out and she slept well that night. So I'm bummed that I wanted to just produce, you know, maybe I would have been happy with a half ounce to an ounce of breast milk, you know, a day. Um, and I don't know if it was the stress of being at work or not being able to pump at work or the birth control or if it was a combination of all of those things. But I, if I would have known my supply would have dried up this quickly, I would have made an effort to pump once a day. And if that didn't maintain my supply, I don't think it would have been worth it. Um, just the main reason I wanted to is to um, provide her with protective antibodies in the event that um, she were to be exposed to some kind of virus or whatever at daycare or from me. Um, but so far, so good, knock on wood. Um, anyway, I didn't finish discussing all of the points I had planned on discussing in this episode, but I want to just post it before um, before too much time passes because just, you know, I'm super busy with the baby and work and I want to at least get this portion out. So anything that was not covered in this episode will be covered in the the following episode. Um, and sorry for the tangents and um, lack of cohesion in certain spots. I ended up recording this over the course of, of several days and um, it's just hard to find time. And so when I record like, you know, the second clip, for example, it's like, I might not have time to listen to the first portion and record the the next one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I hope this is helpful. Um, and I hope that I will have the chance to redo this episode. But knowing how things have been going, I don't know how that will happen unless the baby starts napping more, maybe. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Please ask me any questions that you have. Um, and yeah, have a wonderful day.